Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. We are episode number 22. How's it going, uh, Anne? 23, maybe. Is it 23? Yeah, yeah. Shit! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Keep rolling. Okay. It's okay. It's 23. All right, look at us go. <laughs> Unless I fucked up the last one. No, <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, 23. Here we go. Um, so, I have a question for you, Ange. Okay. Okay. And I told Ange that I do have a question for her, but I wouldn't tell her what it is because I want her candid, open response without um, any filter. <laughs> so, aside from what you do for a living, <clears throat> right? How with your clients, money. how you make your money. No, but okay. So, aside from like fitness and nutrition, what is the most important thing that you do for clients? So the second most important thing, right? So same for me, like Reiki, obviously the most important part of what I do, but what's the next most important thing? Mm, what a great question, baby. So I would say the next, well, I feel like the thing that comes to mind first has to do with empowerment. So for example, somebody comes to me, they are often not confident, overweight, they lack energy, they really just do not feel good in their skin. They feel as though like they're going through the motions, but like not happy. They just feel sluggish. Okay. So I'd say the most important thing over and above giving them like the fitness plan and giving them the nutrition plan is empowering them so that they see their own worth beyond the physical so like yeah I'm crushing that workout I'm feeling really strong and helping them really feel empowered in their decision making empowered when they're going in they're, they're at a restaurant they feel empowered to make a really great decision in alignment with their healthy lifestyle and I think with that empowerment piece it's like they go into the any sort of setting and they feel really good about this is who I am I'm able to do this and they don't they're not second guessing themselves anymore. They're not in this place of like, oh, I just want to kind of hide and I don't want to be in pictures. And like, they're on, honestly feeling as though they just want to kind of hide in the shadows. They're stepping to the light and they feel totally empowered with that. They're like, I can go and I can rock a girl's weekend and feel really good. And sometimes that's this choice and sometimes that's this choice, but I feel really empowered with that. And I also help them remove that shame and guilt that has always plagued them with their decision-making where it's like that shame and guilt from their childhood or from whoever in their world has told them that if they eat the cake, they're the fat girl, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. All of that that's in their brain, I help them remove that. So it's like, Ange says, so it's so funny, whenever clients talk around the dinner table, they're like, this is Ange approved, Ange told me I could do this. <laughs> it's like, it's just, so it's just so funny to me. But it's like, they need to know that that's okay and they can still yes. do that thing. And so I think I give them the ability to feel empowered in every day. So they feel empowered when they're picking their kids up. They feel empowered when they're making lunch. They feel empowered at the grocery store, during their sex, during all these things. Mm -hmm. They're just standing in power versus standing as though they have to fade into the background. And I think... Do you think I... Yes, absolutely. And I think one of the ways... No, and I think one of the ways that you do that is... You, you show up as somebody in their corner so that those questions that come up and they're like, oh, can I eat the pizza? And you're like, yes, eat the pizza. Absolutely eat the pizza. Plug it into your macro, see if it works out. And if it doesn't, 
tomorrow we can do a fast or like, but I feel like that check in with you, you're there and you support. And I think one of the other things that you've done so beautifully is created a community where women can go with their questions. They can go with their successes. They can come. And I've seen this in it. They come with their failures. Hey girls, I completely binged tonight. I lost it. I blah, 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 blah. I'm getting back on the cart tomorrow. Right. And the comments that come through is like, you've got this. It's okay. We support you. There's no shame to that. We all need, we all need to right? Like, and I just think, wow, you have taught, you empower women, but you've taken those women that you empower and helped them empower more women yeah and it's like it's honestly the way i describe it it's honestly like a ripple effect it's like i was the one who dropped this like one tiny little raindrop to like one woman and then as it starts to like ripple and impact and and grow and grow now the ripples like the ripple above you is almost like affecting the ripple beneath you. Yeah. you know what I mean? And your ripples are creating ripples, which are creating ripples, right? Like it's, they are actually compounding on top of one another. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I guess holding safe space would probably be that other thing where it's like, I'm here to hold space for you. And whether that's in the community, in the coaching calls that we have, it's just this really safe space of like, I'm and is here to listen. She's not distracted. She's just mm-hmm. totally invested in the things I'm going to say. She's invested in my journey and she's not going to make it so that I feel like she's above me. The one who has all of the knowledge and she's going to talk to me in all these crazy terms and I'm not really going to understand it. It's like, I'm just in the trenches day to day with them in the way that I talk to them in the way that I explain things and the way that we talk about the lifestyle. It's not this thing I read in a book. I'm that girl who was that before. Right. So it's like, as we're talking about things, I'm like, Oh my God, I remember exactly what that was like to be drinking three Pepsis a day. I remember exactly what that felt like or to like live off of deep fried foods. And when people are like, I want to make those changes, but like, this is where I'm at right now. And so because that wasn't something I read in the book, it's kind of, you're not just looking at nutrition and exercise from a perspective of like, why in the hell don't they get off their ass and just do it, right? Mm-hmm. You remember what that felt like. And I think having that level of empathy because you went through it is the reason why I'm able to have the impact because it's not just why the hell don't, why the hell aren't they doing that thing? You re- I remember that cycle in your mind, right? And so I think that's what differentiates what I do from maybe other people that are like, why aren't people buying my services? I know everything. I'm able to change lives because I have... 500 certifications and I know this about the science but then when you talk to the client you're talking down to them right whereas I feel like so often with what I do it's like no girl we are totally the same I am walking the same road as you and like and I think that's the that's the magic for sure wow Thank you for sharing that. That's all right, you got to do the same thing now, girl. <laughs> you do all this crazy energy shit, but you also do something else. So, reverse uh, What's the second most important part of what I do? The first thing that comes up, and there's a second piece to it, but the second thing, the second most important thing I do that is so important to clients is confidentiality. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the reason, and so that actually boils down to trust Mm -hmm. because when people come to me, they are often coming with a lot of fear and some people it's fear of the unknown, 
fear that I might be able to read their thoughts. I can't PS, Um, (laughs) but there's a lot of apprehension and before people come to me, they've often sat on the fence for a while. Some people it's right away. They've, they've seen the thing and they're like, yes, I need to do that. But for many people, there's a lot of percolation and it comes down to that trust piece. Mm -hmm. Can I trust her? Mm-hmm. What if she knows these things? And I work, I, I work in a really small town close to a really small town that I grew up in, right? And so when it comes to sharing your story, getting wildly vulnerable and releasing shit that, oh my God, has been there for years. And you may have never told anybody yes. ever. Yes. Right? It has to be 1000% safe. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that confidentiality piece is the second most important thing I do, because when somebody walks in to that bunkie, those four walls hold literally so many secrets. Actually, no, I transfer it down to the earth. She takes it and she transmutes it. No big deal. But the the things that get told to me. I, my husband doesn't even know. I don't want to say he doesn't know what I do because he's had Reiki treatments. He knows what a Reiki treatment is for him. He does not know about anybody else's Reiki treatment. The miracles that take place in those four walls. And I, and I think that for me is one of the, um, my actual Reiki master, I said to her, what's the hardest thing? And I totally agree with her. She said, you're going to experience miracles that you can't talk about. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh? I was like, really? She's like, yeah. And I'm there. I get it. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm, I come home and I'm like bouncing up and down and I'm so excited. Kim and Kim just says like, good raking tonight. That's what he calls it. Raking. I'm like, yep. He's like, you think they'll be back? I'm like, hopefully. And that's literally every single client, every single time. There's no like anything. Um, that being said, I do explain to clients and my husband knows this as well. If ever there is a concern for the client's safety or the safety of myself or others, then of course I breach that. Right. Um, that has happened one time, but, um, that is the most important place when it comes to releasing your soul, mm-hmm. right? And for me, it has to be, it doesn't even, yeah, it doesn't even go home to Cam. Mm-hmm. Even though he could plead the fifth, <laughs> right? Like, totally. But yeah, it's... And, and you know what's so funny? Like, you're talking and you're so lit up and you're so alive just talking about it, babe. And I think the coolest part about all of this is as you're saying it and doing it and every day is that you were just so destined for whatever it is that's going on for you. And I can just see it in your eyes, in your face, in your everything. Mm -hmm. It's just like, Oh my God, this is so me. And I just need to, people can't see you, but it's the way that (laughs) Ashley's expressing herself. And like, she's just completely lit up. So well, yeah. thank you. Yeah, it's and that I think it is. It is the the most important part and the hardest part is mm-hmm. not being able to like shout it from the rooftops when somebody breaks through a pattern or breaks through um, and really starts to become themselves or they release stuff that shouldn't be there, didn't need to be there. Um, and I would say it's funny because there's sometimes a lot of tears that happen in the bunkie, mm-hmm. and most people are like, oh my god, I don't know, I'm crying, I'm so sorry. of people, I would say 80 to 90% of clients, especially first time clients, there's tears. Mm -hmm. 
because tears are a release, mm-hmm. right? You think of, think of your children. Mm-hmm. If Theodore falls and he like cuts his leg, he doesn't like sit down and want to talk to you about it and want to like hash it out with words. He just wants to cry mm-hmm. because crying releases energy. And when he's done crying, he's healed. He's like, okay, I'm over it. This has come to an end. I'm ready to move on with my day. Mm-hmm. Right. And we get out of that as yeah. adults. We, we want to articulate things. We want to talk things because we have different skills. But yeah, so it's one of those things that, and I think that's where I struggle a little bit, even a little bit on the podcast. I want so badly to share so deeply some of the things. And I feel like sometimes I have to be very vague mm-hmm. just because of that confidentiality piece. And that's why testimonial Tuesdays are my favorite because people have come forward and say, I want to share my story. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh, thank goodness. You want to share a little piece of your miracle. Right. And I mm-hmm. think that's pretty magical, but yeah. Mm. And isn't it so interesting with testimonials and words? I don't know if you feel this too, babe, but I'm probably, I'm pretty positive you probably do, where like somebody gives you a testimonial and sometimes, you know, sometimes in a session or for me working with somebody for multiple months, I know that I, because they have told me throughout that entire time, a million Mm -hmm. times over, oh my God, you're amazing. You've like totally transformed my life, blah, 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 blah. And they've been like putting that in your ear the whole time. Then you have these ones where it's like you receive these words and this testimonial where, yeah, you felt the magic when it was happening, but you did not realize the level of impact till they share a testimonial. And you're like, holy shit. Yes. Yes. Like It's crazy. And then you read those words and you're like, oh my God, could, can you imagine if you didn't step into that power and do what you do? No, I literally can't. And that's about the lives. I I can't, I can't. And that's where, that's where that power, that power piece of just like, holy cow. When we step into who we are meant to be on this planet, right? And you get to help people do that. And I get to help people do that. And we have both done that. It's just pure magic. It is. It doesn't even, you cannot even put into words. When I, look back at what you do and what I do and just our worlds, I often am like, none of it makes sense. Like, it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense. Yes. And like, is this real life? And how the fuck is it so good? But yes. we know firsthand that like good is something you create or magic is something you create because mm-hmm. honestly, the chaos and the craziness of our worlds is still going on. So don't listen to this and think like, Oh my God, my life's so crazy and chaotic. Ours are, too. <laughs> but we choose to like go back to good. We choose to go back to like magic. Yes. And all I, of the time. It's amazing. It is. And I think what we have done and what every single person on this planet can do is when you fully trust and step into who you're meant to be on this earth, that magic starts to go outwards. Mm-hmm. And you can't help, you can't contain it, it just does, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's kind of the beauty in what both of us get to do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a, that was a <laughs> quick intro there. Um, what it leads me to believe this episode should be about is for the person that's listening. So we, whoever that is, you are listening right now and you are thinking, oh my goodness, I've been listening to the podcast for now, 23 episodes in. <laughs> or 22, we're not sure. But you're listening and you just keep on 
finding yourself like, oh, I don't know why, but I can't get enough of these girls. And I feel like I need them in my world. Mm-hmm. Okay. That person that's listening, talking to you, babe. I think we need to paint a picture for her on what or that him. could, or him. Yeah. Or him. Mm-hmm. I work with mostly women, but you work mm-hmm. with, with both, but, um, paint a picture of what that could look like for each of them. Sure. So somebody's listening. I love this. Yeah. I love this. Good. Good. Somebody's (laughs) listening right now for you. What does that look like if they decide that they want to work with you or move forward with your space? Well, the first thing is reaching out, whether you're scared whether you're not scared, whether you're guns ablaze and I got to do this or you're not sure, just reach out. And it doesn't mean you need to pull the trigger. It means that a conversation can happen. And you're in that moment. As soon as that conversation happens, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And it, sorry. I was just going to say reaching out how? Uh, any, any possible way, <laughs> literally Facebook, um, text message, phone call, email. It's all on my website. I assume yours is very mm-hmm. available too. Um, so if you go to the website, talk to your friends, talk to your family, whatever. Um, but reach out and just see if it clicks. Yes. Yeah. And I think what happens with a lot of people is in your space, in my space, this is not the first time they have struggled with a thing Mm -hmm. and need help. This is not the first time that they're like, do I reach out again? Mm -hmm. Right. And so or maybe they've had bad coaches or yes. they've had bad, even Reiki experiences, yes. right? Where they're like, they got their hopes up. They thought something was going to pan out a certain way and it just didn't. And yes. so that they're back where they were in the past and it's hard for them to have that faith or hope again, right? Yes, absolutely. And so it is very much reach out and see if there's a connection. And if there's not, and if it's not, then that's okay. No hard feelings. But it's very much, this is your life. That's what I come back to so many times. This is your life. And for you to not be 1 billion percent happy and living it to its fullest, and you could be, mm-hmm. why aren't you? You've got to try something. If, if what you're doing isn't working, you've got to try something. Mm-hmm. So number one, reach out. Mm-hmm. The first place is that it starts with a conversation. Some people, they book right away and they come and that first conversation happens in the bunkie. Mm-hmm. Other people want that preliminary phone call. They want to touch base, see if this is for them, right? Mm-hmm. I have some moms who call for their daughters or their sons or whatever, um, but reach out. That's the first step. The second step is obviously coming. And that for some people is very difficult, but I I don't want to say I can promise you because I can't promise you anything. But if you show up, it means you're showing up for you. And that already is where the change begins. And so they come in, they lay on the table. And relaxation is the very first kind of, I don't want to say goal, but the first aspect of what we do. So we have a conversation, we find out kind of, why are you here? What's the, what are you seeking? Yeah. I'm going to pause you for one second. I'm going to give also, what are your thoughts as the person's driving to their session with you? So for me, my first couple of sessions with you, I didn't do this, but then on the one that was really powerful for me, I think the way that you come in when they come into the bunkie, um, I don't know if you feel this is 
it's almost like preparing, like the way that I would say it is almost like preparing for what that's going to look like by talking and saying things to yourself. So as you're driving to your spot, having a conversation mentally, what Mm -hmm. do you think is powerful or helpful for that person who's ready for the change? What are they telling themselves as they're driving to see you? Okay. Yes. So I think the, the, everything, it will work no matter what mentality you show up with, whether you're ready to receive it or not is that's okay too. But the, the conversation that you had on your way there, I know was very much, I am open to receive. I am open to heal. Right. And very much releasing expectations, but just being purely open. Right. So getting your head into that space. If it's your first time, that might be tricky. Very, very tricky because you don't know what to expect. You don't know what the landscape looks like. You don't know what I'm going to ask. You don't, right? Especially if you're coming in with anxiety already. Mm -hmm. Probably the thoughts going through your head are, why am I doing this? Is this fucking stupid? Like, what are, I don't even know what this is. Why, why am I here? Right? And that comes with a lot of apprehension and a little bit of closeness. And that's okay. And other people come in very hopeful. I heard about you from so-and-so and they said they had a fabulous experience. And so I'm, here's what I'm here for. This is what I, this is what I struggle with. Right. So I kind of, it's a bit of a mixed bag on what shows up and who shows up. But I want you to know that whatever you're showing up with, it's safe, it's open. And most of the things that you're afraid of, we can work to clear. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the beauty of what I do. I guess, is that that energy, because the way that I think of it, the way that it shows up is we know that emotions happen within the body. They don't happen outside of us. When you feel anxious, there's a physiological response that tells you, I feel anxious right now. When we feel sad, there's a physiological response, right? So already we know that emotional and physical are highly, highly, highly connected. Mm -hmm. And so what can happen is... Over the course of our lives, those emotions that happen based on an experience or an event can get clogged. Mm -hmm. And that's when trauma happens and trauma sits in the body. And so the point of what we do is release that trauma and also bring in more life force energy to heal. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, the part that many people don't realize until they've experienced it. And I think it's difficult for people to wrap their heads around because it is so much an experience in the same way that looking at a sunset is an experience. And if you get right into that sunset, if you just experience it completely and fully, and then you try to take a picture of it right now, we're trying to take a picture of it. And you're like, I could send that. I could put it on my social media, whatever. And be like, this is the sunset. And be like, oh, it's so beautiful. La, la, la. But they didn't capture that. I couldn't capture that feeling of the sunset. I couldn't quite capture the beauty and the perfection and the way that it actually was. And I think that's, we're trying to conceptualize it right now. We're trying to take that picture. But really that picture you have to know is about you and who you are and where you're at and everybody's sunset, everybody's journey is stunning and a little bit different. Absolutely. And I feel like too, honestly, like for the person that's listening and it's like, I don't know what it is about these girls, but there's something that's there. 
And I think it's just taking that message from the universe, that feeling, that Mm -hmm. intuition, that trust in yourself to be like, there's a reason why I keep on coming back Mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm interested. I feel like this is the right choice for me yes. I don't even sometimes people don't even know why they're like I, I don't know how I came across you and I don't know why I'm on your podcast and I don't even know right but they're there and then they're like oh and this is really sitting well and that's your first step in really trusting that intuition right Absolutely. of like there's a reason why the universe has that person here there's a reason why you're yes. listening to this episode like I'm ready I want to do that I think as we head into this is going to be the end of summer shortly here and like as we head into fall we want to talk about goal setting and we want to talk about how you can really make the rest of this year really powerful but I think for the person that's listening I think it's just like if any of this is sitting if we if the way that we talk and and all of this messaging is like hell yeah girl this is exactly what it's like to work with us yeah. Like we are exactly, <laughs> this is what can, you get. Yeah, I was like, we can't change. No. We are who we are. And mm-hmm. so if the, you're like, I love the way that she speaks. I love what she's saying. I love, that's exactly what it's like to work in whatever capacity you end up working with us. We are the real deal. For sure. I, oh my goodness. I have two things in connection to what you were saying that just like, (laughs) I love it. I love the way that it just, instant download is exactly right. So I had um, a client who said to me, she was in her car and all of a sudden I heard radio came on and there was an interview and I was on it. I was like, I don't even know what I heard radio is. She's like, I became obsessed with you. Right? Like, so instantly I'm like I don't even know what that interview was I don't know right and then so that kind of led her down I don't want to say the rabbit hole but like I gotta check this out I gotta see what she's involved in it right and I had another mom actually bless her heart she did the same thing and she was just one thing that led to the next she's like all of a sudden she's like I was listening to Angie's thing with you on it about mindfulness I was listening to then I was on your podcast and then I would listen to the next podcast and da, 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 da. and I knew she said that the universe was guiding me to this space she said I listened she said I know both of you I know what you both of you do but she said in one day I like she started here and she like listed off where she went and it was this wild I want to say goose chase but like this wild roundabout way of finding she's like so I'm just calling you yes <laughs> it's like amazing right but that's exactly what we're talking about here where if it feels right if it looks or sounds or connects with you you just know that intuition is trying to nudge you she is knocking on your door and like as we head into I don't know whatever is ahead the next weeks the next months it's like you're either staying stuck and feeling the way that you're feeling and if that feeling is just like I gotta get out of here and we this have the, been there. Yes, we have. We've totally been there. But if that's what you're hearing, we just invite you to come into our world and honestly stay for a little bit, stay for a while, whatever yeah. you want. Just, just reach out. This is this is your invitation to just like come join us if we're we love you already. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to flip it back to you, yes, I yes, don't want to forget about this. Um, for the client who's coming to you. Mm-hmm. And they're in that place of, 
I don't know if I'm ready. Totally. Am I ready? Do I? Don't I? Do I? Don't I? Yeah, totally. What totally. does that? Totally. And I would say that person that comes into the world in whatever way, similar to you, they're either, I know I'm working with you. I am totally suited <laughs> to that decision. Hell yes. Sign me up. I need mm. to sign up. Send me everything because I'm ready to yeah. start in like the next 45 minutes. Yeah. Here's my credit so, card. Yes. I want to just get in. Here you go. Here's a couple thousand dollars. Yes. And let's go. Can we, Ooh. can you send me a program today? Like, <laughs> the next 12 months, I'm totally committed to you. We are fucking ready. Right? So you got that girl. But the, um, for the person that's listening and you're like, ah, I don't know yet. As soon as you start that reach out process from that very beginning, so much of what we do is like, Hey, I recognize you might be a little bit scared. You're not sure. Mm -hmm. So I will go, Hey, do you want to see what a sample meal plan looks like? Do you want to see what an exercise plan looks like? Do you want to be in our Facebook group for a week to see what that community is like? Reach out. You're like, Hey, I just want to taste I'm not trying to take your money. I literally want you to get a taste of what that feels Mm -hmm. like. And you either go like, that's a hell yes. Mm -hmm. I need that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so for the person that's listening, I invite you to reach out and then get a taste, Mm -hmm. have the appetizer. Maybe I'll give you the main course, maybe (laughs) the whole thing, but come and join us for a week or two and see what that feels like. And it either goes like, Oh yeah, I love this. Mm -hmm. Or it goes, Oh, I don't know about this. This isn't my jam. And that's okay too. Right. And so I, I invite that woman to, try us out and see where that sits for you. And then the second thing is I think in the process of working together, I feel as though one of the key things I ask from the client is, Hey, what do you need from me as your coach? Mm -hmm. And some of them are like, I need you to cheer me on. I need you to like be the cheerleader for me. And other ones are like, I'm super disciplined. Literally just give me the blueprint. Let me just do my check-ins whenever. I'm probably not going to respond to your messages because I'm a busy person. But as you're coming in, know that whatever you need from me as a coach, I mean, be realistic. I'm not delivering you Chinese food on Sundays, but like, <laughs> like you're like, well, right? can we but get like, gluten free? <laughs> right? like, but when you're saying, this is what I need from you as my coach, as we're creating that, it's similar to any partner. And we've talked about this. It's like, if that's what they need from me as their coach, that's the way I will show up for you. And sometimes that is, a lot of attention and sometimes mm-hmm. that's a lot of um nurturing as we're going through the process and other times it's not as much nurturing from my side of things but it's knowing that your coach is in your corner essentially delivering the type of coaching that you require to be successful and sometimes at the beginning it starts as one thing we reevaluate after four weeks and they're like okay well you know what I feel like I need more of this or less of that. And knowing that throughout the entire process, it is not a one and done sort of situation. Four weeks into it, you might need me to be a slightly different coach. Okay. I need you to be harder on me. You were too nice this month. I, I need you to come down and give me some tough love. Okay. Heading into month two, you're getting tough love girl. And I know that from a coaching perspective, sometimes people need, different types of coaching styles and you need a coach that isn't like okay this is my one way you fit into my mold you can if that if that's your mold and you just rock Mm -hmm. that train but I think a lot of the women that come into my world recognize that my coaching style can change depending on what somebody may require and similar to what you do 
you probably don't use the same methods because everybody's so different and that's so beautiful because you're not, yes, I'm trained in certain things, but I recognize that like this woman is so different from this woman who's Mm -hmm. so different from this woman who's so different from this woman. And the last thing I would just kind of want to add to that is I think so often the piece that is missing in my space is that a lot of times coaches don't take the time to really understand the psychology of that, mm-hmm. of, the, of that person. Mm-hmm. Right. It's so easy to go to like, I gave them a perfect plan. Why the fuck aren't they following it? Yeah. And the psychology of it is like, okay, I need to understand and take the blame and the ownership, even if they aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. I can take that blame and ownership on me. Of, okay. How do I need to show up differently as their coach so that they're able to make better choices and feel better about those choices? And I think the psychology is getting in their head on mm-hmm. why is it that they can't lose weight? Why is it that they can't make those choices? Mm-hmm. And how can I help them unpack all of that shit that's showing up and all of those like thought patterns, like, I just think with eating and nutrition, dude, that started when you were like literally coming out of your mother. Mm -hmm. That's when that relationship started with food. Right. And so I think so often people just want to give the perfect plan. And I think that's one of the other things that differentiates us is like, Hey, no man, I understand that having to eat every day, there's so much psychology associated with that. And then you throw in all that other crap energetically. And it's like, I understand that like, that shows up for you. And we kind of have to heal the relationship with food before we can really, and I mean, Mm -hmm. you and I have talked about our relationship with food. We've been on that side of like starving ourselves, binge eating, trying to be like, I remember just like not eating for days thinking I was going to look so much better in pictures. Right. What the fuck? Yeah. but, But that psychology of being in that Space. Yes, but then you understand it when you're talking to yes. a client of like, oh yeah, I remember what that was like. Totally. Or I remember like oh, so many weird things that looking back, I'm like, why was that so like twisted for me? Or why was that such a hard thing for me? And I'm like, it was just one vehicle. For everybody have mm-hmm. lots of people have different vehicles when it comes to like trauma or healing or whatever. Food was such a such a big vehicle for me and whether it's drugs alcohol um shopping whatever that is in terms of an addiction pattern Mm -hmm. food for me was so much of this like okay this is the way that I can run away from the crap that I don't want to deal with yet right and I think that's more so what's happening for a lot of people like that really struggle with their weight or really struggle to change their body. It has nothing to do with me giving them the perfect exercise or nutrition plan. It's no. getting down you can find to that their... on Google. Totally. <laughs> you can research your own crap. If you, but if it's, it's not that piece. It's asking that is the questions. Yes, absolutely. And I think one of the things I hear you say that I have to like speak to is it's so beautiful to me that the things that we're doing obviously are fun and wonderful and it's our calling and our vocation but your biggest gift was being overweight my biggest gift was anxiety and I guarantee you everybody that when we were in that it did not fucking feel like a gift Mm -mm. right and so sometimes our hardest thing is actually moving us to be the greatest version of ourselves and that's where I think if you are struggling, starting to view that as a gift mm-hmm. to, that will move you 
to the best version of yourself, whether it's mentally, physically, spiritually, or emotionally, that that is possible. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think it's choosing the hard, choosing the fact that like, Honestly, all of my genes, if I did nothing, I'm fucked. I'm going to have heart disease, diabetes. I am so fucked if I don't do what I do. Mm -hmm. And that is the most beautiful gift. And I think a lot of people would go, oh, my genes suck. Your genes may suck unless you're willing to go, okay, that gene can either be turned on, turned off. I'm willing to do the work. And I love that it's hard. If I was like Mm -hmm. super tiny naturally and didn't have to work at it, I don't know if I would make the same sort of choices you but wouldn't have to. be and you wouldn't be in the space that you're in mm-hmm. same with me if I didn't experience the wildest deepest most excruciating postpartum anxiety OCD through my whole life all of those things I would not have ever pushed through to get to a point where I am now mm-hmm. and that is to overcome and to help other people release that same thing mm-hmm. right and so our hardest things can be our biggest gifts Mm. and so I think the hardest part about that is as it's happening and you are in the like wildest amount Mm -hmm. of pain and you're like holy fuck I'm never gonna get out of here this is the worst it's training your mind that like I was born to get out of this I was born to not be here anymore but I have to recognize that I'm willing to do the work, but also worth it to get out of this sticky spot instead of being in that place of like, Oh, this is the worst. My life is the worst. Blah, 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 blah. We just sit in that suck. We sit in that like, Oh, this is so fucking hard. And we love it. And I think that is such a beautiful perspective that not enough people have. Cause I think yes. so often we go to panic mode or like, Oh, this is like, the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Like I think about honestly, when you ask people like, how was your life? Like, Oh my, Eeyore. I'm like, seriously, you are creating the fact that your life sucks. Mm-hmm. And I think for so many people, they're just, it's so much easier for them to sit in that versus us. We're like, well, yeah, those like funny little interesting things did happen this week. Like, for example, I haven't told the story. Okay. So guys, oh my goodness. just so you know, <laughs> just so you know, another end little funny moment. So I took my child to swimming on Monday. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Well, I read the little paper. The little paper said, oh yeah, if you're swimmer three and under. So I was like, oh, that's definitely three years and under because my child is in C but I didn't realize it goes like A, B, C, D something and then goes into one, two, three afterwards so I show up like okay here we go swimming lessons first day good to go and like we walk in the lifeguard looks at me and she was like okay so is there anybody here to like take your child into the pool because she obviously sees that I have clothing on and not a bathing suit and I was like oh I have to go in the pool and she was like Yes, because of COVID, you have to go to the pool. And I try to play that. Well, I'm from the city. And like in the city, like I never had to go in the pool. So I'm not like necessarily prepared. And she was like, well, sorry, like you've got to go in the pool. So I'm like, fuck it, go in your clothing. I don't wear undergarments. So I'm like, I can't, like I'm fucked. Like I don't wear any underwear, bra, like bras or underwear. You're like, you're going in the pool. You slip in. You're like, it's fine. It's fine. The lifeguard probably thinks I'm dumb. <laughs> you just do it. And then you're a soaking wet mess. And it's funny to me, but also that, yeah. Just, but you didn't ever. And I think this is the beauty of this is that mindset piece where you didn't ever go to the, 
I am so stupid. I can't believe I missed that. I'm such an idiot. So much. She was just like, wow, I can't wait to tell my <laughs> yeah. best friends about this. You're not going to believe it. And on the same day, I also, okay, so I was trying to run on this, like, you know, one of those, oh like, well, <laughs> she posts all the videos. It's like one of those, like, runny. Uh, it's like a log. It's a plastic log on a playground set that, like, spins. So when you step on it, you're supposed to, like, run on it. Totally. So my child steps on it. He's good to go. So I was like super brave, honestly. So I go to step on it and I literally, my foot goes on it and then my whole face smokes it and I'm like, oh, fuck, just another typical Monday for me. <laughs> oh, but it's like, it's in those moments that I'm like, oh, okay, it's okay. It's okay to fall. Kids are great at falling. Right? Oh, like, yeah. Go step on the log, smoke your face, go swimming with all your clothes on and laugh about it. No yeah. one like it's okay it's actually really funny to live a life like that and awesome like I I don't think I don't think we give ourselves enough grace when Mm -hmm. it comes to those funny moments and I think when it comes to I did this the other day I spilled rice all over the floor it's under something in one of our drawers and I went to pull out rice but I pulled it up with one hand and the whole thing poured out and I was just like I wanted to be mad but I just couldn't stop laughing (laughs) I was like I can't even pause here to be mad enough at myself because but I think it's about switching that mindset a little bit to go this is not big this is actually quite funny totally and I mean like yeah sometimes it slows you down and sometimes it's like oh man I didn't really want to clean up all this rice situation (laughs) but like as it's happening it's also like oh I'm human totally it's not a big deal you spill the milk all over the floor not a big deal like like at the end of the day you are gonna get to be an age and you're gonna look back on your life and you're like I am glad that like I spilled the rice I am glad that I went swimming with my clothes on that's the kind of shit when you get to the end of your life you're you're glad you didn't stress about that and I think when it comes to when we bring it back to everything that we've been talking about is and this is something that both Ange and I work in this space is who do you want to be Mm -hmm. is what it comes down to okay so that's a great question because I was actually thinking about like a 70 year old and who are you I this is this is my goal okay I want to hear it tell the whole podcast all right so my goal when I'm 70 years old is to be that like fit fucking grandma grabbing 200 pounds and deadlifting that shit up and being able to do that like I just want to be strong enough mobile enough just in a place when I'm 70 that my mind can lift 200 pounds and like feel fucking awesome about that. So I just want to, yeah, I want to be a badass grandma. That's awesome. I love that. Are you, what are you, what's your goal? 70 year old Ashley. I, honestly, deeply, truly, I want to be, and this sounds so vague and boring, but happy. One thing that I remember as a child was like as a very young child, my parents were so happy. And life felt so good and safe and wonderful. Mm-hmm. And as things changed, as I became a teenager, I'm sure like I didn't really contribute to that. But I remember that just like being around happy people felt so good. Mm-hmm. And so I want to be the happiest person that exudes that out mm-hmm. to my children, to my husband, to my grandchildren, to strangers, to clients, to everybody that it's, I am so wildly, deeply happy, 
no matter what is happening. Because when I'm 70, probably some of my friends are dying. Probably I've lost my parents, right? Like we know that as we move through life, devastating things are going to happen. Hopefully. But you don't want that to dim your light. No. And that's the thing. Hopefully those things I'm around to experience. Mm -hmm. And it's about, for me, I want to be able to remain happy. And I call it living from a place of bliss Mm -hmm. because I truly think you can live in bliss no matter what is happening to you. Mm -hmm. I can experience the worst moments in life from bliss or human ego. Mm-hmm. I can be in panic, stress, worry, whatever. That's that human place and that's okay. There's also this place of bliss where same situation is happening and I can step outside of it and I can watch it and I can see the beauty of it and I maybe wouldn't choose it. I maybe recognize it's super shitty, mm-hmm. but to be able to experience life from a state of bliss constantly, mm-hmm. to me, that's what pure happiness looks like. And that's what I want to be. Also super fit and strong. <laughs> and obviously hot as fuck. Oh, yeah. Let's be yeah. real, right? Yeah. Oh, I love us. I love us. All right, guys. 45 minutes in and we love okay. you, cats. All right. I think we wrap her up. Thanks for joining us again, guys. We love you. You know what's amazing, though? I mean. Tell me. I know we are going <laughs> to. We're wrapping this up. One more but thing. Like a, like a P.S. Like a P.S. You know what's cool that we just told everybody on the podcast as like a permanent memory of like when. And we are 70 <laughs> concrete <laughs> verbal it's just it's cool it's, it's a verbal like, contract it's a verbal we've contract decided and, this time is to have and it's just yeah i love it i yes. love it at 70 we're still we'll have to do at least one more podcast for you guys <laughs> <laughs> totally totally could you imagine we're still so podcasting at 70 fuck yeah well that's kind of a fun goal too. i mean we're still gonna be talking obviously yes, and so. i mean whether we're hitting record or not but yeah i mean I love it. All right. Love you, cats. Yeah. Catch you next time. Cheers. Bye.